0: Welcome to Talks at Stellenbosch Uni, Stellenbosch University's
1: podcast, where we talk about current topics and innovative research done at the university. Here's your host, Spurgeon haddon Holson.
0: Today we are in conversation with Professor Kanzukan Rajaratnam, the Director of the School for Data Science and Computational Thinking. Professor's research focuses on the intersection of data, operations research, and banking Finance. Good afternoon, Professor, and welcome. Good afternoon. Thank you. Prof, so since the launch of the School for Data Science and Computational Thinking last year, more and more students showed an interest into this field of data science. So what exactly is data science that we're throwing around currently?
1: So data science in the simplest form is the science of data. So data is created as a result of you know activities and phenomena around the world, um, and data science is the umbrella of methods that is used to understand and analyze those activities or phenomena that created the data. So let me try to give an example. A simple example is one where we wear those you know those activity watches uh, or wearables that people wear when they exercise, like Fitbit and the one with Apple. So. When people wear those watches, they create data such as their heartbeat, their number of steps, and various health-related data. Now, if a lot of people create this da- these type of data, we can analyze these kind of data to, s- to see how healthy is a population and how often do they exercise, etc. But we can do more than that. We can then connect such data to their health record or medical records and 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 figure out where you know the kind of um, ailments that they could they could have or that the kind of exercise they, they should be doing or the kind of dietary requirements that they should have and and so there's a lot of these phenomena and activities that happen around the world in everyday life that we that is creating such data and data science gives us an opportunity to analyze this this data in essence, you use that so to
0: improve your life, to look at what changes you need to make into your life. And that is what data science does to study that and analyze that. So thank you for that. So bringing it back to where we are at the moment, how has data science helped in the current COVID-19
1: pandemic? Okay, so that's a great question. I mean, COVID-19 has given us an opportunity to really showcase data science. So let's start from the beginning, you know, in in around December, there was this kind of activities that was happening around Wuhan, China, which seemed to indicate that people were getting sick with a pneumonia kind of disease and people weren't, you know, at that time thinking it was a new kind of disease. But uh, an artificial intelligence company in Canada started picking up such conversation in both social media, I think, and through other means of data that something was happening in Wuhan. And there was, uh, uh, you know, an occurrence of uh, pneumonia-like disease that was happening more often than it should around that time in December. And so they started warning their clients about a possibility of some sort of outbreak in, in Wuhan. And that is an example of how data science was used to pick up, um, you know, something was happening before the specialist could go in and figure out that the new disease had actually taken hold in Wuhan. Um, And in fact, Blue Dot, uh, as far as I know, told his clients that uh, a disease, there might be a disease outbreak before the World Health Organization announced it to the world. So that is one Way where COVID, you know, where data science has helped in the COVID pandemic. But there are many other uh, ways since then, right? So if you analyze water data, you can pick up whether there are drug usage and there's virus in in, in, in the data, I mean, sorry, in the water. So they pick, you know, people analyze the water in, in Milan or in Italy, and they found out that there is, um, um, uh, you know, reminiscence of the virus in the in the water samples taken in December. Now, such data is quite useful to understand the spread of the disease and how the disease, when the disease started spreading in, in Italy. My favorite example is, I'm giving you more and more examples, but this is my favorite examples. You know, everybody's trying to come up with a vaccine for the virus. Now, there are many candidate uh, medication that already exist. Now, you don't want to go around testing every single candidate medication on people because that will not only take time, but it's also quite a arduous process, you know, where we are actually testing on human subjects what data science allows us to do is to cut down on the candidate uh, uh, medication so we hone down into the few that could work and that could have a higher probability of success so we use simulation and data science methods to actually you know cut down on the number of medication that should then be used on tested that should then be tested on humans which is a great way to save time money and you know, human difficulty by, by reducing the amount of testing that you do. And you do this without even thinking about uh, the biology, at, you know, or, or doing actual testing, but by using data that already exists. So data science has been really great in this uh, pandemic outbreak uh, where it has been used in many different ways.
0: That is fascinating. So let's bring it to banking and finance. How do you use data science and modeling in your research in banking and finance currently?
1: So, I must say my research isn't exciting as it would be to use data science in, you know, in the pandemic. Um, my research is at the intersection of data, operations research, and banking and finance. And, and there are two kinds of research that I do. The one I look at how you know how to reduce bank failure. so there are these regulatory requirements for banks to hold the funds, um, and we call those regulatory funds or Basel requirements, uh, which you know which which the banks can use when it gets into into uh, undue risk, especially credit risk and And what we do is we look at historical data to build better models to tell us how much money the bank should hold. Of course, the bank wants to hold less money than more money because if it can hold less money, then the extra money can be used out for other profitable purposes. But at the same time, regulators would like banks to hold more money because that would increase the safety of the banks. So what, what we look at is what is the optimal amount to hold given that we don't know what the future holds and what kind of risk will outplay in the future, but historical data tells us something about the future. The second kind of work that I do is, it's more fun uh, than anything else. And, I've, and it really, you know, in the core of data science. So when banks lend out money to individuals or to corporates, they work out the probability of the person not paying back or the corporate not paying back the loan and for this they use sophisticated uh, lending models or statistical models to figure out whether the person will pay back or not but all the research what 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 well, all the research that has been done on this is generally looking at historical data and figuring out uh, the propensity for somebody to pay back but it doesn't look at, at an individual decision not to pay back. It looks at a group decision when the parent lends out money. Now, in my research, what we're doing is we're po- focusing on the individual. And we're trying to figure out whether the individual ha- will re- reveal some information about themselves that will tell us whether there's a greater chance of them paying the money back or not. And for this, what we do is we, let, we ask the individual to play a game and the way they play the game could reveal something about the individual that the individual themselves may not know about their risk, risk, riskiness to, to lending. And so what we call, we call this the gamification of lending, where we ask individuals to play games and the results of the game will tell us something about themselves.
0: Prof, just listening to you, I hear how passionate you are about this field especially if you look at how you bring it back to our current realities. So with that passion, may I ask you, why would a prospective student want to study data science? So from you currently working in that field, what would you tell to a prospective student who is thinking of this field?
1: So I'm going to change that question slightly, if you don't mind. So I'm going to to answer why should a a student study this field and why should a student study this field at Stellenbosch University? I think there's a unique proposition to both the field and to Stellenbosch University. Around 2017, you know, I think it was Forbes uh, that said that we are creating more data in the prior two years than we had ever done in the history of the world. So we are creating data at an immense speed. And this data tells something about the world, uh, whether it's a corporate activity or a social activity or any other kind of activities. And so because of the amount of data that's being created, there's a great need for data scientists and data science skill in South Africa, in Africa and in around the world. Uh, to give you an example, the South African government aims to train a million data scientists by 2030. This is an indication of the major skill gap in South Africa. And, and other countries in the world are not you know, immune to this skill gap. So everywhere they're looking for data scientists and to build data science skills. So, so as we move into the fourth industrial revolution, the need for the skills become even greater. And so, you know, individuals should go into the study because there is a guarantee of jobs. And, and, and the thing about data science is you need individuals with different levels of skills from basic statistics for somebody who does some other kind of, you know, work that we already think about to really hardcore data science skills. Everybody needs to know a little bit of programming. So I would encourage everybody to take up a little bit of data science, even if their focus is on something else or some other discipline. Um, to give an example in the U S and in south africa we are thinking about how to do automatic uh, contracts so this means that even the people who study law uh, or people who study law need to understand data science and artificial intelligence to help them create automatic contracts right so that's the first part of my answer the other part i I really would like to say is why you know stellenbosch university for data science so because of the leadership at the university you know before i got to the university they had really thought about what should stellenbosch university offer so they created the school for data science and they've created also various programs to meet the various needs in data science so you know at undergraduate level we have a bachelor of engineering in data engineering which is accredited by the uh, engineering council of south africa From next year, we are launching a Bachelor of Data Science, which is the first name degree in data science. And at graduate level, we have various programs, including postgraduate diplomas, masters, and PhDs. We also have programs in bioinformatics and computational biology, right? So we have all these programs that people can enter, um, you know, either at undergraduate level or postgraduate level to study data science. But The university is also thinking about those people who need to upskill themselves in data science. Uh, So we have various short courses uh, where people can come uh, to the university for a week and Do a course in data science. To give an example, the School for Data Science and Computational Thinking launched the African Data Science Academy in June of this year. And with that, we are offering two data science related courses, which are actually running currently this week. And, and we are offering this, you know, online. We've thought about how do we teach these subjects online with high touch interaction? And our administration is run by the African Doctoral Academy who have great experience in running these kinds of courses. So these courses are not only run well, I believe, but also we've really thought about how to provide them so that students take out the, you know, the most knowledge out of them when they leave the course. So I think there's data science for uh, people at all level. People who are going to undergraduate studies, people who are going into postgraduate studies and who haven't done data science before, and people who are already at the work environment who need to upskill themselves. And this is because we we identify the need for data science skills in, in the future. In fact, there are data science skills needed now as we speak.
0: Professor, thank you so much. I think after this conversation, I will never look at my smartwatch the same as I've looked previously. (laughs) Um, Thank you so much for the work that you do and all of the best. And I cannot believe only last year that the School for Computational Thinking and Data Science was launched. So thank you and all of the best.
1: Thank you, Spurgeon. Um, I do want to mention, you know, ask the uh, listeners to come and check out our website and see how they could get involved with data science uh, either by studying it or through research, etc. I think it's an exciting field for us to go into. It's, a, it's great that Stellenbosch University has invested a lot in it so we can take Stellenbosch University's quality to the rest of the world through these programs. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to this podcast. Follow all the latest
1: Stellenbosch University news at www.sun.ac.za or follow us on all the largest social media platforms.